0: This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms.
1: We talk swinging, hot wiping, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms.
0: Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So Cassidy.com is this amazing site that we've been using for a long time and talking about for a long time. It is our personal pick for where to meet sexy friends online. And uh, we highly recommend that you guys check out the features, including the communities that you can join, all of the information on local events and events around the country, and the ability to live chat with people that you may want to get to know a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and we have a very robust community. So get on there and check us out.
0: Hell yes. If you want to try out features of Cassidy completely free of charge for 30 days, you can head to our website from PorchSwingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner to start your free trial.
1: Yeah, get over there, check it out, and hit us up when you get there.
0: Yeah, we hope you love it. We also want to give a huge thank you to our newest Patreon members. Yes. There were many of them again this week, which is so fun to see. So huge shout out and thank you to Steve, Callie Couple, Chris and Tosh, Loner178, John, and Megan. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board. We hope that you enjoy all the exclusive content that we provide on our Patreon page, which this week, this past week, included our naughty bonus episode with Billy Procida of the Man Whore Podcast where I totally sucked two cocks at the same time. Well, yes. Well, not at the same time, but like Simu- simultaneous. Kind
1: of. Well, you were kind of going back and forth. It was like a tennis match, really.
0: Yes. Billy and the I Cox decided... A tennis match, I like yes. that.
1: <laughs> Billy and I decided after he interviewed me that we would do a bonus episode for his patrons and that bonus episode basically uh, in- included he and I have trying to have a conversation and ask each other questions while you were going down on both of us one at a time. Obviously going... And you were a trooper, by the way, hardwood floor, on your knees, under the table, going back and forth. And not I was easy.
0: like, I've been running around. We'd gone to AVN and I was like sweaty because yeah. it was hot out. So yeah, I mean, I really went to work on your cocks. Yeah, you did. It was a lot of fun, yeah. but uh, we totally shared that bonus episode with our Patreon members. Billy was kind enough to share that with us, allow us to share it with our Patreon members. Yeah. So we totally did that. And uh, it was a blast. I actually had multiple people reach out and go, Brenna, did we hear you gag on the bonus <laughs> episode?
1: Yeah, I don't know how comprehensive the conversation was, but you can absolutely tell that you know there's some action going on. There's definitely it, some moaning. And you, Yeah, if you can't necessarily hear, you, you could tell which one of us, wh- whose cock was in your mouth because we were basically you know just talking gibberish. There was no way to make any real sense out of it. So. so
0: if you want to hear that bonus episode plus many others, we're like 35 bonuses, bonus episodes in at this point.
1: Yes, and our Telegram group. Listen, all these folks pretty much that you just mentioned, they're in our Telegram group. We've had a lot of interaction with a lot of them. We are. chatting with our Telegram folks first thing in the morning right before, until right before we go to bed at night. I mean, it's such a fun place to be. You learn so much about people, places, different things to do in the lifestyle. It's really a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. So if you want to join in on all of that fun, you can head to patreon.com slash front porch swingers and get signed up today. We would love you for it. And I think you'll really appreciate the content.
1: Yeah, thanks. So... We've had a lot going on. First of all, we've been sick. Well, you've been sick. And I apologize for everyone for my voice. I got the tail end of what you had. Yes. Uh, So I didn't get it quite as bad. But my throat's a little little sore and I'm not feeling awesome for the past couple of days. But you were sick, sick.
0: We had naughty plans several times this week that we did not get to partake in. No. Because either I was sick or you were sick. So it's been, you know, not the sexiest week ever. Um, Hopefully that'll change soon. I do have a play date tomorrow. You
1: do. We'll talk about that when it happens. And maybe something during the week with another playmate, depending on how it goes, how he's feeling. Potentially. Oh,
0: potentially, yes.
1: So we'll see. And listen, let me say this. We have, again, really been searching for new playmates, for yourself, for me, for us. And I have been in correspondence with a couple of different people, two single gals at this point. Well, one single gal, and then, of course, the the gal that's in an open relationship. Oh,
0: you didn't tell me about the single gal. No, I was going
1: to save it for today. So we potentially, potentially have something planned, at least to meet her on Thursday. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that goes. But we did have a number of plans I did this weekend because I've been super active. I had a bunch of single guys. We were actually going to meet a couple today. Yes. But, you know, we just we just have not been uh, feeling great. So no. we don't want to meet people not at our, our best. So we're just going to postpone.
0: I have not felt sexy lately. It's just you can't feel sexy when you're coughing. Oh, yeah. And you have a super sore throat and you sound like shit. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. So I'm ready to like get back into sexy mode because that has been definitely lacking.
1: For sure. And I felt great this morning, right? I went, of course, I went to the gym yesterday, felt okay. Then I got home and just died. Yes. And today I thought, well, let me just get myself cleaned up, going to get all groomed and we'll go out, I'll feel better. And I did. And then we went out and had a brunch cocktail and I felt like dog shit afterwards. Yeah. So we just came right home. It just wasn't great.
0: I'm sorry I got you sick.
1: You did. You got me sick. Fortunately, I'm just getting a little bit of what you had.
0: I'll pay you back when you feel better. <laughs>
1: You may have to pay me back tonight. Oh, okay. It's been a couple of days.
0: It has. It's been actually like three days, I think,
1: which
0: never fucking happens. It sucks when it has to happen.
1: Yeah, you were very, I mean, you were, for two days, I was ready to take you to the doctor. Like I told you, like the one night, if you wake up and you're, if you're like this or worse, you're going, I'm taking you to the doctor in the morning.
0: Yeah, you said you were going to drive me there like a child. That's how bad it was.
1: Yeah, you (laughs) would have been kicking and screaming, but you were going to the doctor. Yeah. So fortunately, you did kind of get better and then I got it. Which is inevitable, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Hopefully we'll be healthy soon. Both of us healthy soon. It's
1: got to be soon. I hate feeling this way because we got a lot of sexy shit to do. Like now that I've been on the search and you've been on the search, there's like five potential single guys, two single gals, of one couple at least. It's like now all these people are coming out of the woodwork and you and I are down for the count.
0: I've been talking to a very attractive single man in oh. the BDSM world. Oh,
1: nice. I didn't yeah. know that.
0: Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Maybe we talked about it on a bonus episode or something. Oh, maybe. But he's very into like Shibari rope play.
1: Yes, we did have that conversation. And
0: yes. which is not my thing. I have zero patience whatsoever. So the idea of being like yes. tied for hours on end is not really an option.
1: Yeah, for everyone who doesn't know, Shibari is rope play and it's very intricate, very detailed.
0: It's like artwork on the body. It
1: is very much artwork. Google it, take a look at it. It's it's very cool. Anyone who knows how to do it properly, is it's an art, no it's question skill, about it. Yeah. And you've got to have uber patience, yeah. whether you're the the model or the artist. Yes. It's a lot of patience.
0: And I do not have that. You so. have the,
1: no, no, you have the like the, the tension deficit of a seven year
0: old. So our kinks don't exactly align, but he's very attractive. So hopefully we'll still have a chance to meet and see if, you know, maybe we can be compatible in other ways.
1: Yeah, we'll have to have a conversation with them. That's great. So we got a lot of people out there we're, we're interacting with. And again, unfortunately, we just have been down for a couple of days. So we're back. We're, we'll be back in action this week.
0: This week's going to be big, I think.
1: Yeah, because we've just been pent up.
0: We're going to make it a priority. Yes. And it's going to happen. And I'm really excited. Me too. All right, so let's get to single guy tip of the week.
1: Yeah, this is your single guy tip of the week. We were talking about this last week, and we each, because we've been corresponding with different people, obviously now there's just so many single guy tip options. And listen, and single gal options and couple options. Yes. I have run into the gamut I mean, just Which the gamut. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's so many opportunities out there that I think people are really kind of missing. And maybe we'll talk about it on another episode. But you had an interesting correspondence with the male half of a couple who reached out to us and really was just terrible to a single guy.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, he was looking for you to commiserate with him and it's like, dude, that that's a terrible way to behave. Yes. So we'll maybe talk about that.
0: Yeah, couples be nice. That's the that's the Yeah, that was there. really
1: terrible. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so my single guy tip of the week this one is one we've run into multiple times. So it began with a single guy from like a year ago, right? right? We started talking with him. This is the first time we really ran into it, but we've run into it several times since then, including recently. This single guy and I were corresponding on our kink website that we right. that we have used. Right. And he said something along the lines of, we started talking back and forth and at first I thought it was a really good fit. And then we actually met him at a munch.
1: Yes, and, yes.
0: Yes, and then he... Res- uh, corresponded with me on kick after that and said, Oh, I can't wait to help you cheat on your man. Right. And I was like, What do you mean, cheat on my man? Like, yeah, you met me, dude. Not, I sat
1: right next to you. This is not
0: cheating. <laughs> and he said, Oh, I assumed that you guys had a cheating fetish. No. Okay, so that was the first instance of where assuming things gets me to tell you to go fuck yourself. Okay, right. so then this has happened multiple times since then, especially with guys who don't understand the difference between cuckolding and hotwifing. Right. So we will correspond with a guy. We'll say, you know, we're looking for single men. I am a hot wife. Obviously, I have the full blessing and eager consent of my partner. Right. And they'll say things like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to help you cuck your sissy man," and it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up." Yes, that is fine if. That that is somebody's dynamic, that's great, awesome, if you want to participate in the cuckolding lifestyle, but why are you assuming that we're a cuckold couple and that it's okay for you to say something like that to us because it's not.
1: Well, it's simply a lack of education in the space. They don't get it, right? I see it all the time. You know, no matter, no matter what you put, like if you put the keywords, you know, hot wife, ethically non-monogamous, full consent, all those things people really just kind of turn them into whatever they think they are. They define, they don't even They don't even try to figure out what the definition of them is. They just self-define. Right. And most of the time, nine times out of 10, they're completely off the mark. Listen, if you want to be caged, if you want to be humiliated, if that's a dynamic that you and your partner have, I, I mean, we understand it could be very fulfilling. We've talked to a lot of people that get a great deal of pleasure from that. It is simply not our thing. I, it, it's not what drives us. Right. And to assume that it is because you have not educated Yourself in a space that you claim that you either have experience in or want to get to, you know, want to play in, you really should do the research.
0: Yes. You know,
1: it doesn't take much. Google, man. It's really easy.
0: Well, I'm going to say ask the couple directly because every couple is so different that if you make that assumption, you're going to be wrong so many times.
1: Yeah, but if you're fool enough to reach out to a couple not having had any experience, even though you say you have. Or you say you have had limited experience, whatever terminology or verbiage you use, at least have enough savvy to do some research. Get on YouTube, get on Google, get on the get on the the, the site in which we met. First of all, Kink site. There are blogs. It will take you five fucking minutes to pull up what all of this terminology means and then give examples of it. So at least educate yourself a little bit.
0: Yeah, but that brings me to another point, which is I think that, and we've talked about this before, but there are a lot of resources out there, a lot of what are seemingly good resources out there sure. that still blend the lines between the two.
1: Yes, but in this particular case, like this particular guy, he was at a munch with us. Right. That room is of educated people in the space. He could have asked anyone in the room. Yeah. That, that, I mean, there were 25 people probably the night we met him there. He could have asked anybody in that room, and they could have given him a comprehensive definition.
0: Up to and including us. My who sat point, right next to you, by the my way. My point is, if you're talking to a couple who is in, and they say they're in the hot wife world, they say they're in the cuckolding world, they say they're in the consensually non-monogamous world... Don't make assumptions. Ask questions about what their dynamic looks like, about how you specifically can fit into that dynamic before you say really anything about how you see your role in this whole thing.
1: Well, especially, well, and that's the other thing because we, I mean, this is your single guy tip of the week, so I'm not going to steal it. I'll save it for another time. But guys and gals, I guess, I haven't run into this yet with guys, with gals or couples, but guys for sure, when they simply insert themselves into a scenario that is not existing in a relationship. In other words, like you just said, all of a sudden we went from being a hot wife couple and you explaining that in in detail in a post to now we're a cuck couple and sissy couple and all that kind of thing. Like you have now taken your own fantasy potentially and inserted it into ours. Right. That doesn't work. If you in fact do want to be the bull, for example, who is humiliating the the male half of the couple, the cuck, That's fine. But you need to find a couple that's on board with that. Don't automatically assume and then just insert your own desires into that. It doesn't work that way. Do you think you're going to change our mind? I mean, do you think there's like a lack of single guys willing to get involved with us and conform and play in our space? The answer is there's not. Right. You know, you're not making it easy on yourself.
0: Yeah. So, So, you know, just fucking communicate. Ask some questions. Yes,
1: there's nothing wrong with asking questions. I mean, that's just... I mean, in in every space for that matter, everybody thinks, oh, if I ask a question, I sound stupid. Not the case. Ask a question. Say, hey, what exactly is your dynamic? Just ask and people will be absolutely happy to lay it out for you. Right. What specifically
0: are you looking for from a single guy?
1: Which which single guys you should want to know. Getting yeah. involved with a couple or anyone for that matter, particularly in the ethically non-monogamous space, but with a couple, you should certainly want to be crystal clear as to what the couple really wants. Yeah. Because you want it to be a great experience for everyone, right? I mean, single guys don't want to be, don't want to not have great experiences. And if you are not playing along, if you're not on the same page, it's not going to work. We've run into that before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know? So
1: yeah, you've just got to be open and honest and, and ask questions.
0: You know what they say about assuming, yes. right, people?
1: Yeah. Yes. And don't just insert yourself into, or try to insert yourself in any would-be sexual scenario, just for the sake of having sex with someone or someone's wife. That is not going to work. It's going to be fucking terrible, and you're going to be sniffed out instantly. Yes, absolutely. that's just not okay.
0: So should we get to our fun for the day?
1: Yes. I'm super excited uh, about this particular interview. It was a blast. We had the opportunity to meet and interact with this gentleman when we were in Vegas at the uh, AVN and Erotica. And when you think of people who are changing the space of, let's just call it sex toys, right? Sexual enhancement. Right. You know, you don't think of a guy like this. Right. I don't. I, I don't think of a guy like I didn't until now. Right super intelligent, super accomplished in the engineering world. And here's a guy who is basically, he's created something no one else has created and done so things innovative. that no one else has been able to do. I mean, real innovative is, is it's almost not even fair to call it that. It's even beyond that. Yes. And he was so much fun to talk to and such a likable, friendly guy. We really enjoyed it. This episode could have been three hours long.
0: Oh, I could have talked to him all day. He's so interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, we probably talked to him for two hours off mic because he's just so, such an interesting, such a nice guy and his story is amazing. He also uh, has a, a documentary, out.
0: Yes, which we talk about in the interview, yes. so you'll hear about that as well. But we are so pleased to be bringing you this interview with Aaron of Time to Squirt, and we hope that you guys really enjoy it.
1: Yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think.
0: All right, so we are here with Aaron from Time to Squirt, and this is an exciting time for us. We actually watched your documentary, One Billion Orgasms, and we are so excited to talk to you about your product and uh, just some of your. Uh, exciting things going on from a um, development of sex toys position. So hey Aaron, how are you? Aaron,
2: how are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Great to be talking with everybody today. It's uh it's been it's been it's been quite an adventure, let me tell you. The uh if it, I had a request even coming in from like uh, can I use this this watch to masturbate with even. <laughs> that was one that I actually sent it to the gal and I gave her the best video instruction, but I said, "Hey, you really want to have a partner with this?" to lay back and own the orgasm you don't want to be putting the work in you want to be enjoying it to your maximum moment so and in the end she agreed with me (laughs) Uh, I got some other uh, interesting toys that are uh, actually that I have all in the queue that I'm I am working on so nice
0: awesome we'll get to that but first I want to talk a little bit about how you got to this point so you are in the engineering field correct
2: yes in fact I specialize in electrical engineering specifically in biomedical electrical engineering. So I definitely put it to good use. <laughs> yeah, that's a degree that absolutely you're getting your money's worth, there's no question about it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So you know show you my pretty fancy lights
0: there. Yeah, <laughs> our listeners can't hear right now or can't see right now, but uh it's uh, the watch itself is pretty awesome, which we'll get to very shortly. So, I want to talk a little bit about your background in science and how you ended up kind of coming to the realization that you needed to move from mainstream engineering into sex toys.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, that's a good question. So, and that's what a lot of people questions. It started off uh I was the kind of the the inventor repair guy i literally started my own company when i was 15 repairing everything from uh gosh i had all everything from the local high school to um gosh tons of businesses in town re- reporting literally repairing everything from fish finders to vcrs tvs you name it yeah. so i did all that and um, realized i loved electronics I was getting into the field and even by the time i was even while in high school they flew me to, uh, and my parents to shake hands with an astronaut just to convince me to work for a very large company in Minnesota that has a letter 3 in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make a long story short, I ended up being the best scientist in 29 high schools, won this press award, and used that money to literally start Kelp 1 the day after I graduated from high school. So I ended up in, in fact, even when I was really starting my, uh, my college career, at 19, I was designing what's called Proportional Integrator Differentiator for a tunneling microscope and working with 10th dimension exitons. So it's a good question. How the hell did I end up there to, my God, you're in the porn industry. <laughs> you're like, what? So that, I think that's kind of, one of the, what the movie One Billion Orgasms was about a little bit with how in the world that I go from there to here. And in a nutshell, it's really simple. Um, you know, even when I won the press award, I said that, you know, I'm really going to contribute to society. And I really thought I was going to be picking up the ball and picking up one step further toward maybe getting off this rock or who knows what. But in the end, it's like, you know, us being happy and pleasure is a big deal. And I felt like it was such a fundamental thing that we were missing as a society. It's almost like it's almost like I fell upon, gosh, you know, if you lick the clit, it's amazingly sexy and feels great for women. And no one's figured out to lick the clit. I mean, I almost felt like it was that fundamental. You know, and so at that point, I was like, wait a minute, let's pull up the emergency brake, everybody. I can't believe this. I can't believe my dad didn't tell me. I can't believe any of my friends knew this. Like, whoa, 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 what the hell were we doing? This is so easy to pull off, relatively. You know, and, and in hindsight, when I look back at this particular technique, I wonder to myself, what the hell compelled me to do that? You know, I must have been going from one sexy position to another and just happened to be really having a lot of fun with a gal underneath me. Because it, it really wouldn't make a lot of sense to necessarily try that positioning and that technique it just naturally, right? So I kind of, I hate to say I stumbled on it, but like most real in- innovation in science or mathematics or anything, it's really an accident. You typically stumble on that stuff like, wow, look at that.
0: So you accidentally stumbled on, to be specific here, on the art of creating uh, the sensation that, that causes a woman to squirt, Correct.
2: That's right. Yeah. Basically, uh, it's fairly easy to get a woman to ejaculate, just like a guy ejaculates. And I don't know why our society thinks it's so ironic or strange that a woman can ejaculate out of her urethra area. Because guess what? 50% of the population do every day, if they're lucky, they're called males. <laughs> you know? And a lot of times it is actually a milky white, you know, similar. In fact, it was only about like. I don't know, 20 years ago or so that the medical community even admitted that women have the equivalent of a prostate gland. Right. So, and I even worked with Dr. Perry that worked with Grafenberg who, you know, literally t- termed the G spot. So it's been a very, very very interesting road actually.
1: So Aaron, I've got a question for you and it's, and I've been thinking about yeah. it since we had the opportunity to watch your, your movie yesterday, really, when we saw the, the whole thing and we were glued to the TV. One of the things that Brenna and I have been talking about was this kind of strange interaction between the gal that was working with you at the avian awards cat in the movie
2: yeah she, yeah the she, cat.
1: she indicated to you at one point that guys weren't comfortable talking to her but women right. were
2: yeah and of course i tried to laugh and make her feel better at that moment i remember that part of the scene because i said don't feel don't feel bad they don't they don't want to talk to me either you know like there's some machuistic scene where I hate to say it, but a male doesn't want another male to tell them how to make a woman come good. Right. Right? It's like that's just no, 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 I'm the best. Blah, blah, blah. And it's I'm sure it's it's all part of the, you know, sexual proudness, I'm better than whatever. But reality is if you're really into your gal, you really want her to experience the maximum level of pleasure. And that's actually what's gonna keep her around. You know, do you, and do you so think
1: it's the ego in guys that also don't want to talk to you know, and Kat is obviously a young, attractive gal. These guys don't want to speak to her yeah. in the same sense that they don't want to see a, a female doctor as opposed to a male doctor kind of thing. Is it a is it ego? It could be,
2: yeah. You know, I, you know honestly, it, it baffles me. You know, I say I know that I'm not within the norm, so but yeah, I would know. I mean, I would think if I were if I were me and I had some cute gal telling me how to make her have a great orgasm, I'd stop and listen for sure. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <all> ears. <laughs> even if I didn't, even if I knew or I didn't, know, I was like, I got to hear this. Yeah, he tell me about this. You know, so I, I'm, conf- I, you know, I'm, I'm baffled by it. But um, I will honestly have to say that the more physical, masculine, you know, the guys are, the less they seem interested in, uh, in honestly pleasing their woman. I mean, I literally had one of the muscle guys walk by me and said, "Yeah, but what's in it for me?" Wow. And I said, "Well," and I said, "Well, you know, she'll really get a rock stop. She goes, "I don't care." I get as many girls as I want to hop on to me every night. So what's in it for me?
0: Mm.
2: And, I like, well, then, and I just felt like saying, well, then you're not, yeah, of course, I don't want to, my goal is never tear anybody down. But I, I felt like saying, well, if you've ever really flown at 40,000 feet, you know, you think you know what love is. You think you know how high you can fly. If you've ever really gone that deep, et cetera, then you've, and you've held the Holy Grail. It's like, wow, it's mind blowing, you know? And so I think part of the movie, One Billion Orgasms, the, uh, the producer actually, uh, he, and by the way, he, he, he knew, Lara, and, uh, and so I think he was, that was part of the intrigue It's partly why he was intrigued to make the whole movie as well, just because it's, it's a big deal. You know, it's something that is within you forever, you know? So, I mean, I, I thought about her every single day for 20 years plus, you know, it's, it's gone down slightly, but it's, it's sure. interesting, you know?
0: It's a really interesting love story. For those of you who um, who have not watched the documentary, I highly recommend it. One Billion Orgasms is the name of it. And like Brian said, we watched it last night from beginning to end. And this idea of Laura, the woman that is really kind of at the center of this entire thing and, and at the center of your innovation altogether is really endearing. Do you think that uh, she's had an impact on... Obviously, you said she's she's had an impact on the technology in itself. But as you go along and as you continue, it's been several years now since you started with the Squirt Watch. Is it something that continues to impact you on a professional level as well?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think part of it is I tend to be a real giver. That's my my nature, and you know I really honestly thought I'd be giving something back to science. And honestly, no one could possibly understand some unique equation, you know, plus Two more pages of it, or something like that. But in the end, you know, I think it's so fundamentally important that we really, as couples, as people, especially women, really enjoy themselves. You know, they really have an amazing time in life. That I felt like it was, uh, it was the most important thing I could give back. Really, is that put everything on the line. You know, I literally have virtually no equity and no assets. I put everything I have into this to try to make this happen. Right. And it's all, it's almost already worth it. I've already changed so many people's lives. It was there. And honestly, I think part of it did drive me is that, yeah, if I had known what I was doing, I think I would have literally captured it back then. Really? You know, it would, I mean, you know, maybe that's not the, the, Maybe that's not the right answer, but it's the truth. I would have just, because I would have, I mean, oh, my God, she was worth everything.
1: Well, it's obvious that this is, I mean, it, this is your passion. There's no question. You talk about it in the movie, and even now it's, it's obvious that this is, this is your passion.
2: Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Well, how do you deal with the detractors? Did, when that movie came out, did it affect your professional, uh, you know, your day-to-day professional life? And how many detractors, were there a lot of detractors, and what did you do to combat it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So surprisingly enough, you know, I mean, you know, I had an enhanced security system on my house because thanks to the movie, somebody in Iran can figure out exactly where I live. you know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I thought there'd be somebody, some protester. I mean, they're almost every corner here protesting something, you know what I mean? But I've had almost zero uh, negativity on it, which has been kind of surprising. I thought there'd be some some pushback. Yeah, and even even in the workplace, it's either I thought it'd be either you you love me or you hate me, which there's it's almost more like you love me or you're really jealous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I and can that, and see that. That, jealous,
2: and that, and that jealousy can turn you know can manifest itself into some significant negativity. <laughs> but it's like, well, dude, I just gave you the very like you know I mean I hate to say this, but there's there's nothing extraordinary about my physiology. You know, I'm considered almost exactly dead center average, literally. Right. You know, that one of my buddies made um, made the fantasy glide, and the, the cot that he molded for the end of that was considered like literally like the average American white guy. And that's almost exactly how I fit. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's one of those, it's not about, Cock size or anything else. And by the way, don't get me wrong, the girls that ride on me, you know, I mean, literally one of the gals I'm dating right now, I mean, she wears a unicorn because she considers me the unicorn. Like you hop on and it's magic. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of it really is, uh, I hate to say it, but it is education. It, you know, it is really just, and that's that's my point to a lot of this. You know, there's nothing extraordinary about my physiology, but yet I can pretty much, you know, if a girl interacts and encounters with me, I probably own at least one of her 10 out of best orgasms ever. You know, and it's literally just an educational perspective. It's just literally... And so, I guess what I did is I tried to make the most simplistic system to... uh, In fact, it's literally red light, yellow light, green light, in order to help couples, you know, what I call wonder twins activate, for those that are maybe older in my era. But, you know, a gal that thinks there's no way she's going to be able to, you know, have an ejaculating orgasm, and the guy or partner doesn't think that he's able to or she's able to do it. So, you know, I literally... yeah way down the did it but uh but yeah so it's trying it to try to to try to really make that successful make that happen and i and honestly the when i made the video at first if I was, I'll, I'll tell you real quick how the story went you know if i stumbled on this like oh my god it's unbelievable i mean you can make a girl come literally in three seconds flat you know you can make her come 40 times an hour and you can literally make it come through 30 seconds continuously now a lot of that's overkill you know, that's probably not what I'd normally recommend. The point is the most beautiful euphoric moment, ride that plateau. You know, if you're really lovers of somebody, you have what I call body trust where you let go and let them take you somewhere. But the person that's, you know, administering it to that, to the partner is really in tune with it so that they don't take you too far. You know what I mean? Like I always try to make a point where I don't go, I don't go over it. I just enough where they want a little more next time. I try not to overdo it. Right. I guess the, uh, you know, so I stumbled on this, and I just told my friends. I made a—you'll <laughs> love this story. I made—I made, I made a, a little CD with some, M, you know, some mp clips on it that I found on the internet, kind of saying position, you know, one through seven for how you do this with a different couple that was doing this technique. And um, I said, "Man, you got to know this." And then I handed it out, and I literally said, "What well, I wish I would have known when I was 16." Now, of course, you have to legally say 18, but reality—I uh, really wanted to know when I was 16. That's real. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case but in any case I gave it to my friends I figured I'm done this is great now I you know it was like a it was like a christmas present almost and um man the success rate was really low i don't even know if it was 20% yeah they just could not get it and i mean this is like the best i could ever possibly write i even had some video clips where you were actually seeing the action with the correct hand position that i I termed the I love you move because this means I love you in American Sign Language, which doesn't help most of the world, but for English, it's kind of <laughs> cute. Right. Because, you know, it, because if you turn your hand upside down, these two fingers on the, the woman's G spot, and these are nice positioning to, you know, to, to get to that level. And
0: to be clear, our, our podcast listeners are not hearing that the middle and the ring finger are the ones that are on the G spot. Right.
2: We're not seeing Correct. it. Correct. Okay. That's right. That's right. I forgot you can't see it, right? So, uh, yeah. So it's. Um, and anyway, so while doing that, you know I just thought, well so I'm, I'm done. Well, I wasn't done. And uh, funny story about that same clip. I was trying to get a, an investment in my company and uh, a certain person at a company that I worked out for the day job actually uh, came in from Japan and I had given this to him outside of work. Let's just say someone really significantly close to him was in charge of about seven billion dollar hedge fund here in uh, in Texas. And lo and behold, you've probably heard of The Rock, right? Well, The Rock and his wife, his wife Danny Garcia, actually flew in a private Lear jet to invest money. And there, she, I mean, I was such a low level in this company compared to that, I wasn't even invited. But he used that thumb drive that I'd actually put everything on, and he plugged it in. And lo and behold, you know, at that time there's this autoplay feature where it tries to help you find the media and starts playing. So there's The Rock's wife, Danny Garcia, watching. Literally, as this woman getting finger fucked, <laughs> and we've got like the president of the University of Florida in there and all kinds of people. Right now, in the end, I wish they ever just they should have just stopped it and had me come right in and say, "Okay, everybody, time for an education. Everybody <laughs> from you, Danny, are going to be super happy. The Rock's going to be happy. Everybody in room room's going to be happy." But just explain what you just saw. This wasn't porn. This, but anyway. Didn't get the money. The whole startup company ended up folding. It was a disaster. It was a nightmare. Oh, that's too bad. So the joke in this industry this day is, you know, don't take a thumb drive from me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure everybody's going to so, preview it before they take, right after they take it from you.
2: Yeah. So 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 much for my great instructional video, right? Anyway. So, but make a long story short. So it wasn't successful. So I ended up basically trying to create my own instructional video. And I said, well, if I do that, how am I going to not get in trouble? Well, if I use known porn stars, nobody's going to come after me. They've already got so much adult material out there anyway. No one would possibly come after me. So, uh, so I did that, and I figured, hey, I'm done again. You know, but even my video guy, I mean, who's just an hes a, hes, a, he's a unbelievably awesome. Side note on him, like, he's one out of three point five million people inside, and he—he uh, he literally doesn't fit in Kona, really. Like, and I'm, which is kind of funny. If anybody know the Croner is That's where. <laughs>
0: Hell
2: yeah. Typically, the military guys clone their dick when they go overseas and their wife can have fun or, you know, their girlfriend, right? But yeah, it doesn't even fit in Croner Willie. So he, here he is, this massive, amazing guy, and he cannot get this technique down. And I mean, and he's literally watching me like porn star after porn star. Lots of <laughs> famous porn stars. I'm seeing it to blue in the face. He's watching him go all over and fight. It was really funny that it's actually brooke banner that's uh, the one that's uh, on the audio <laughs> video because and the, what i would have loved to put on there was the background cameras where she says you know by the way I, i'm not a i don't you know i don't make a lot of noise on set i'm not a screamer or whatever and my and my my buddy mr can't fit and colonel Willie said she just left to be like yeah just watch you'll be screaming in ecstasy <laughs> 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 and so she did so if you watch, so if you listen to the beginning of the trailer uh of time to squirt, um, at least uh, at least the one on Pornhub is there. I think it might be even on the main the main uh, instructional video. But it's uh yeah, it's pretty funny. She's just going, oh, 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 oh. it was it was awesome. So so then so then what happens next is uh I think I'm done again. But I'm not done because even my darn video guy can't do it and I just explained until it was blue in the face. So it, it dawned on me, you know, there are no words for how hard and how fast to move your fingers on a girl's G spot. Right. How do you explain that in English? There's there's no way to explain it. So the most natural thing, I was on a plane for my day job, going between uh, Dallas and Houston. Actually, There was a guy from Pepsi who was charged like twenty two million dollars, and just explaining everything, and I realized it just dawned on me. You know, what if it was a watch? You know, it's the most natural looking thing that a you know partner is really you know normally used to wearing. That uh, fits on your wrist and then it's it's a feedback. So it's showing you real live, and of course it's moving so fast, it has to be something like color code. You couldn't read any display. So uh, so that's how it that's kinda how it came about, the idea. Did that kind of answer some of your question?
0: It does. I think it's such a fascinating product for so many reasons. One is because I think squirting in general is something that both men and women have very strong opinions on, right? Like so many oh, it's women amazing. are amazing. Yeah, so many women are like, oh, I don't want to squirt. And then there are so many women that are like, oh, squirting is the most amazing thing ever. And men kind of feel the same way, one way or the other. So what are some of the conceptions that people have it. had?
2: Oh, yeah, I got to tell you a story. So I met at one of the AVN shows, and uh, the gal across the aisle from me was an Asian gal that had one of these huge dongs. And at the moment of having fun with yourself, whatever, you would push this button and basically ejaculate it the penis right this you know fake penis right. and she had a whole bowl that it would ejaculate into it and so finally after like watching and do these demonstrations all day long you know of course i'm doing all my stuff on my side i finally walked over there and said hey by the way you know this is what i am doing and this is what you know it's the product to have. and she looked at me and she said well that's messy and i, I don't like it <laughs> and yeah you know, and i looked at her and i said well let me tell you something man when i ejaculate it's messy and it's worth it <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: there's definitely some hang-ups about it. I don't, you know, I found I it really understand. interesting. I
2: don't understand, right. Well, and the funny thing about that, too, is it's it's not even, the point isn't to squirt, ejaculate. The point is have an amazing euphoric orgasm. Right. You know, and, I mean, I hate to say it, but even a guy, like, if you've, if you've come enough, you can actually have an orgasm and almost nothing will come out. Like, your prostate is out. You know right. what I mean? I mean, if you can multi, multiple orgasmic et cetera, right? I mean, there's, so that that's not the point. The point is you yeah, have this amazing euphoric orgasm. And typically, I do tell gals, go ahead, take a leak till you can't pee another drop, and I'll make you squirt all over right there on the commode, you know, right. whatever. I mean, just to prove the point. But it's sad how we're so hung up with what is it? You know, and even on my website, I have all kinds of articles that it's not urine, etc. But it's sad. It's sad that everybody's missing the point. You know, the point is, it's unbelievably euphoric. And that brings me into a really important part of this conversation. And that has, and you know, the, re- the reason that I'm going to talk about this is because I'm interviewing Ginger Lynn. And for those of you that don't know Ginger yeah. Lynn, she was part of, part of the Michelson Brothers, the original one of the legendary porn stars, and it was extremely illegal, right, for what they were doing. Yeah, right,
0: and, I recognized right her
2: uh, instantly when I saw the movie. I told Brent I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Ginger Lynn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so she made a movie called The G Spot. And I wanted to refute that movie because at the end, they show where they're filling this gal up with fluid and the ginger ejaculates it or just squishes her pussy muscles to basically squish it out to get this other girl wet it was a joke right, right? but the problem is i'm in college when that movie came out and i really thought it was all bullshit because because you know what i'm saying those and and so i'm sitting there talking with her and by the way number one she she was so naive at that point she really thought the g-spot stood for the ginger spot and i really need to i, I need to i need to put success so like this on my to-do list i need to put that on my website that fun interview her dad was ironically on the bed, or I swear I would have showed her this next this next comment. She kissed me like three times, like oh that was so much fun. But anyway, so you know she's did Charlie Sheen, Billy Idol, and I'm going along the conversation. And I said what's really amazing is when you have a simultaneous clitoral and G-spot orgasm, and she stops and she looks at me and she goes I've never had one of those, and I'm like I mean I'm blown away. I'm like what what. I mean, I mean, I figure if Ginger hasn't had this happen, then there's a whole lot of people that haven't had this happen. Now, no, you know, no. No, don't get me wrong. I'm technically this science dude, but there's not a whole lot of orgasms. There's not, I mean, there's, there's definitely lots of different inputs. Like, you know, nipples are great. Clit is great. G-spot's great. You know, recommend is maximum stimulation. In fact, that's, you know, you know, of, of amazing love, extreme love, is that, you know, if you have multiple people, you can have more inputs, right? But anyway, so, I, but it's a no-brainer. There's absolutely a clitoral orgasm, which is completely separated from a G-spot orgasm. In fact, the nerves actually run a completely different... The G-spot basically runs up your frontal lobe, whereas the clitoral orgasm, which is similar to our guys' orgasm, runs up your spinal column. So, my gosh, why wouldn't you have them at the same time? Well, one of the nice things about this technique is that the gal can really concentrate on it. Starting a clitoral orgasm, when she starts, when she's there, she starts peeking into it, you can say now or go whatever your your unsafe word is or your safe word is a joke and that's when your partner has this already down and you simultaneously have this amazing ejaculating orgasm while you have the clitoral orgasm and that will be within one of your 10 out of 10 if not all of your 10 out of 10 it's amazingly important that's so
0: fascinating
2: yeah and this is just you know, it's interesting because it's like a trigger point, it's amazing how it works it's like hitting your knee, you will go you know what I mean?
0: So here's the question. I think a lot of women, especially in the sex positive realm, kind of have a mindset that every woman is different and every woman's body is different. And you actually see this via a conversation you have with a woman in the documentary One Billion Orgasms, where she's almost kind of offended by the idea that you can have every woman (laughs) orgasm the exact same way. And so what do you have to say about that in terms of is yeah, every absolutely. woman's body different, and if so, how does your product take that into account? I guess it
2: has a combative. Yeah. So right. So personally, I've probably been with more than more than seven hundred, less than a thousand women that I've personally, you know, tried this on. So you could argue that's a fairly small subset. Although I've tried to, you know, make that varying virtually, you know, everywhere from Orientals to American Indian to you name it, right. But the the, the bottom line is this: number one. my personal observations the g-spot is virtually always in the same place i hear people say oh it's all over the place well to me it's virtually always right behind the clitoris now depending on um i've always tried to find words and how to say this normally i'd never even say this but i'm gonna say it scientifically you know frankly the more overweight you are or the more you know cush you have whatever you want to say it then it appears the g-spot's in farther because but it's not it's not really in farther; it's still really right there so the best way Have a beginner's positioning where if the woman puts her knees up to her breasts, it opens up the pelvic region much easier for anyone of any size. It really makes it much more accessible regardless. So then when it comes to this particular, number one, your fingers, by the way, are not going in and out. They're not even going away from that G-spot. They're on the G-spot. They're holding it right there, and you're pulling upward, basically right into her clitoris. And it's a certain speed and force, and you will absolutely go. So... There's a minimum force that typically I would say, seventy percent of the women go with, and that's if you you know if you read the fine print, which probably don't know one even reads it in my short manual, but I recommend yellow on force. Green on speed is almost necessary. You can do yellow on speed, but green is is definitely a trigger moment of of going there. But if it doesn't work, then move it all the way up to green, in which case you uh, the odds are, and not a hundred percent. In the beginning, when I did this, I believed it was a hundred percent. And it ran into two different gals that uh, had what's called an inverted pelvis. And it's basically, uh, uh, it's like there is no G-spot. It's just smooth. And neither of those women had ever had a vaginal orgasm ever. And, you know, I, have, I suspect that that nerve bundle is somewhere. I just have not had the time to figure out where that is and what the positioning would be to hit that. But it's most likely exists somewhere in there. So in that, so so to that regard, you know, you could argue that the G spot is in a different place for those women. You know, I just personally have actually not found that, and I and this technique would not work for those particular women. However, I did design the watch where if you put on top of your wrist and use your your pointer finger and your middle finger in a downward position, doggy style, it works fantastic too. But I but I yeah, I literally uh, save that kind of for advanced topics because it's trickier to do psychologically in. I would say it has failed me on on a couple occasions, and that's, you know, I said that you virtually could make any woman come. If a girl's dead set, you know, I don't want to go, then there's a reasonable chance she won't. Sure. So that that's also yeah. So that so in that case, that's one of my other beginner motions that I always recognize or try to tell couples or people are that you know the, the odds are you have no idea how to, how to get a, a woman mentally turned on and to go. You might think you do, right. but but she knows. And so if she can start having a clitoral orgasm first, then she's cleared her mind of whatever Pandora's box is to say, oh, yeah, I'm ready now, buddy. You know what I mean? So if she can do that, if you guys can get there, that's a great moment to really truthfully try this experimental ejaculation. Because at least now she's in the mindset. She's in the mood. She's ready You're ready. Everybody should be sexy. And it's a great moment to try it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just love, I loved watching the documentary. I love talking to you now because we talk about this every time we talk to someone that is lifestyle adjacent. Granted, yours is a um, a sex toy, but we talk to a lot of people in obviously the non-monogamous lifestyle sphere. And one of the things that I love about the interviews that we do is talking to people that are passionate about what they're doing, right? Like people that that really give a shit and want to do something that is cool in terms of furthering sexuality as a whole. And so obviously I think our listeners can kind of infer what your product does for sexuality in general, based on what we've already talked about. But what are some of the things that you're hoping to see the product continue to do or the additional products or projects that you have in the works um, that you see furthering kind of the sexuality sphere as a whole?
2: Well, I'll tell you something interesting that, that it's never taken a foothold in and that I really would have expected it to. But if, you know, a lot of times the whole part of, of, of partnership is that one partner really wants to make the other partner really have an amazing time in life. And, you know, partner one may not be able to do that for, you know, lots of various reasons. Like let's take, um, let's say let's, you could even take somebody that's in a wheelchair, right? Just because they have to be in a wheelchair, they could be the most amazing lovers on the planet with these combined techniques. Already, I suspect they're great at giving a head to their partner, right? But on top of that, you know, this technique is just, you know, it would be invaluable. I mean, it's way better. Than, I mean, you know, nothing beats your hand and your fingers and your whole arm and rotary cuff. That's stronger than any cock on the planet and what it's capable of. I mean, you talk about precision control and precision power, you know. I mean, you can really pound her to another planet. Let me tell you, you know what I'm saying. So, that, so an example would is people that can't do the normal, you know, I guess missionary style, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I, I would have thought that that group would have really, really taken off of this. I also thought that there's, that there's another sad part of our population that uh, basically the the whole female mutilation, you know, that occurs. And uh, I had I had some of the the people from one of the main groups actually on my set and on live sets, you know, on what I'm showing this and explaining, uh, you know, and, and my uh, partner was Marcus London, right? He's been my face guy until my, you know, until I was, until the whole world knows it's really me here. But Marcus, who's amazing at the same technique, and I measured exactly what he was doing about scientifically. That's what you're benchmarked against in the watch. But, uh make a long story short, he has actually been with females that have virtually had their, their clitoris removed. And have never experienced a third orgasm because you know of all the nasties, but they still had an unbelievable, amazing, euphoric G-spot orgasm. I mean, it was really a way of still salvaging some of the sexuality that is there. I mean, like think about this. I bet you most women will actually go to their grave without even even experiencing ejaculating orgasm, and it's probably greater than half the women,
0: which you is know, unfortunate, which, which
2: which is horrible. And I mean, like, yeah, let me tell you another interesting example. I had a I had a gal who was sixty one years old. I was actually at a swingers convention called Splash on in Florida, and uh, there was this really hot girl that I just made come all over. It was on the bar, and she came up. She had two doctors there, too. I mean, one of them was a really renowned doctor, and uh, and she basically just said, "Oh, that's all bullshit," you know. And the girl fortunately was there. She said, uh, "No, it's not bullshit." So I said, "Well, come on up to my hotel room, you know, or yeah, yeah." And uh, with the doctors, I'll personally show you how this works. So in fact, I, I did over two dozen people that day. I was almost worried about my rotor cuff. <laughs> <laughs> like so funny story. So, so funny story. I get up to my room, and if you remember my kind of my, my nice formula here, um, you know, because I don't know, I can't remotely guess what gets her to clear her mind and be orgasmically open. Yeah. But started coming clear. She says, well, h- how do we get you, you know, to start having a clear orgasm? She goes, a sonic toothbrush. Let's just say I've never looked at my sonic toothbrush <laughs> the same yeah Ever. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. there's yours truly sacrificing the sonic toothbrush for the cause and uh i mean and she i mean she just went all over she was so ecstatic she was screaming she said oh my god i cannot believe that and that was the most amazing the best orgasm i've ever had in my life and she was bought baw- let me tell you i felt like i was hunted like i, I mean i'm not even kidding you like you're being <laughs> followed like, you're being circled you know and she goes. No. She goes. I'll follow anywhere. I mean, I don't care. You know. She knew people on QVC, and I'm like, I don't think that's the right venue. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and in the in the sad moment for me was, um, it's like, damn, you're 61. You know, like like how many years, should you've been doing this? Like, is that 40 years of orgasms like this that you've been missing out on? Yeah. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so I just think it's a really valuable tool in your toolkit of lovemaking.
0: I was shocked, honestly. I mean, as someone who comes really quickly from penetration, I was shocked to see how quickly you were making people come with your fingers because I am a squirter. I love squirting and I'm not somebody who has that mental block, but I've also never come in like five seconds. That's never been a thing. So this was incredible to watch.
2: My personal record was ten times in twenty-four hours. I mean, honestly, I haven't had a girlfriend that didn't beat that in one hour flat, you know. Right. And so they're certainly capable of really un- much greater orgasmic uh, bliss. In fact, so many times they grabbed my shirt and said, "Oh my god, give me a good idea how good that feels," and I'm like, "No," and it almost pisses me off. <laughs> it's like
0: it's not like, fair. You know, I have mean, like, yeah, you like, 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 ever
2: wondered? I mean, I mean, like you know, I mean, people wonder. You know, they they think they're maybe they're watching porn, but. I've watched a lot of regular human beings, right? I mean, I've watched, just like yourself, swingers, environments. I've watched, I've watched a lot of sex. And, you know, the guy's not screaming his ass off. Right. He's like, oh, my fucking God! You know? I mean, sometimes, sometimes. But, but my God, the chicks are usually fucking out of control. The reason is, it really is that good. Like, damn, we were gypped, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I hate to break it to you, but we really were. So... The bottom line is at least, you know, man, at least have our, have our gals having an amazing time in life. You know, I mean, it's funny. Unfortunately, a lot of the women I talk to just think that no one cares out there. The guys just don't care. And I, I don't think that's true. I think that just because, well, I mean, I'm not a normal guy, but I the majority of the males that I talk to really do want, at a minimum, they want to make their woman come as competition. They want to do it. Yeah, but
0: that also kind of speaks to a conversation that Brian and I had earlier today after watching the doc- your documentary is this idea that men's sexuality is so tied to their ego, right? It's like yeah. if, if you're good in bed, that feeds into your ego and vice versa and therefore it's awesome. And if for some reason you're not good in bed or you're not providing all the pleasure that you could be, that negatively impacts your ego and therefore it's, it's a negative thing to you as a male,
2: well, I got to tell the guys out there, let me tell you, I mean, I've got girls that are, you know, less than half my age, and they are dying to see me next, <laughs> you know? I mean, I haven't, of course, I, I have all kinds of things besides my tongue, you name it, right? I mean, you know, I think my all-time record was, I had a girl come over 100 times in three hours. Holy and shit.
0: I, yeah, I had a band in, a in my house, I I don't
2: yeah. know what it is, frankly. The, the, the first hour, they were like, go get her hair. You know, second hour, it was like, what did they say? They said, please shut the fuck up. And the third hour they just said, that's (laughs) non-human. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, I think it's really—I think
1: it's actually a bigger issue than even Brennan and I discussed today. It's really about communication outside of oh, the yeah. lifestyle. The lifestyle folks, obviously, that we know and, and people in non-ethically non-monogamous relationships—they are open and honest and conversant yeah, exactly. with each other about exactly. everything. And I really think it's the folks that are in these vanilla relationships, the monogamous folks, who just can't bring themselves to having these conversations. And if they did, right. you'd have sold a million of these fucking watches.
2: Oh, my God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, this one particular this one gal that I just, you know, oh, my God, I have such a great time with her. I mean, I even literally lug Assyrian as the last final stage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, after, after I'm completely spent, because, you know, let's face it, I mean, I wish I could do 10 times in uh, 24 hours, you know. Yeah, don't Those were when I was a little bit younger than I am now. But uh, let's just say by the time I'm done, I mean, she can't even move. She's come so many times in so many ways. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. includes my hand lot. techniques, everything, and 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 so you know, but then then this is to me, this is also a key piece of this. Like, I give this amazing, euphoric, just back scratch and loving and cuddling and foot massage. You know, and just let her just go to another planet. Like, you know, to me, honestly, cuddling, massage, and just getting loved up and everything, and the whole cuddling thing is, you know, equally if not more important than the whole orgasmic thing, right? Which is just a nice way to. You know, I don't know about how the two of you work, but man, after I've come a couple of times, I'm like, man, I just don't give a damn anymore. It's great. I mean, I finally like I don't care what's going on in the world. I'm finally right. just like I'm in I'm definitely in heaven on earth. I'm peaceful. It's great. Sure. I mean, honestly, highly unmotivated, which maybe not such a bad. thing. <laughs> you know, I just want to lay there like, man, this is what I, I mean. You know, my dad said it well. He said everything else is just killing in between. Killing Time between.
0: After the documentary, we were like, oh my God, we have to get this because it's one of those things where it's like, why would you not want to bring in that level of fun and adventure into your relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so thankful for this interview. I, like I said, I watched your documentary with Brian and (laughs) it was such a fun experience for us because it was a product that we had minimal knowledge of before going into watching the documentary, but after watching it it was like, this this is so fucking cool like someone doing something different to benefit couples and mutual yeah. pleasure and i just think that's so amazing so um you know i just wanted to say thank you for what you're doing for sexuality in general
2: and
1: really coming from such a non-selfish place i mean you're a guy uh, listen you're an engineer you've got patents uh of products that have been on the moon right you don't want right. to make squirt watches <laughs> <you know? laughs> exactly but but thank you yeah. for doing it, and I'm and I'm grateful that there are folks that are as intelligent as you in this space because we wouldn't have these things, you know, and it would be, it would be unfortunate.
0: It would be honestly. a detriment to all of us. So thank yeah. you, and I, Aaron, I would love to hear where our listeners can find you, your product.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the the easiest way is my website www.timetosquirt.com. dot com. So that's just the word time and then t o and the word squirt. dot com. And uh, from there, you can buy it from my website. You can buy it from Amazon, although it's hidden on Amazon intentionally, like it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, a lot of things aren't. But uh, but the easiest way to find it on Amazon is through my website. So, right. but it's less expensive on my website. There you go. So if, so if you so if you type in FPS, you'll get twenty bucks off the watch, and you'll be rocking and rolling.
1: Excellent. So. Well thank Perfect. you so much, Aaron. It has been a real pleasure. Uh it, just amazing to talk to somebody doing something, the kind of work that you're doing. And your passion for this uh, is really inspirational.
2: Well, fun, yeah. And again, so if you have stars, it's on stars right now. So if you've got Amazon Prime or Hulu, you can watch the movie uh yeah, one billion orgasms, which is the numerical one. Or uh, yeah, I'd just say, man, you know, we're all orgasmic research, right? Have fun and and don't and as you get older. Don't let the fact that our bodies are, you know, probably going the wrong way. You you know, our mindset, our intelligence, and our know-how can go way up. Because I guarantee you, I beat those young punks hands down. (laughs) Listen, I'm 50 years old, brother, so I'll take every leg up. (laughs) Oh yeah.
0: Typically, the older men do. I'm just throwing that out there, technology or no technology. But I love yeah, that you're. Yeah, we work
2: hard. A... We can. We, yeah, listen, well, we're we come strategically from,
1: poised. Well, we come uh-huh. from generations where hard work pays off. So I'm oh, happy yeah. to punch in and go to
2: work. Exactly. Exactly. Yep.
0: Thank so, you well, so much.
2: with you. Have fun, and I'm um, really looking forward to this, uh, watching your deal too on Extreme Love. So you guys rock.
1: Thank you so much, Aaron.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Perfect. Have a good night. Have a great one. You too. All right, guys. So that was our interview with Aaron from Time to Squirt. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy talking to him. Yeah, he's
1: an amazing guy. Uh, and again, just such a friendly person and open and honest about you know his life and, and his journey and passion for the space that he's in.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we have a special offer for you guys. Thanks to Aaron. If you guys are interested in the Time to Squirt watch that was discussed in the interview, you can head to timetosquirt.com and anyone that uses our promo code, which is FPS, is going to get $20 off of their watch. So it's a really freaking cool product. I mean, it's really unlike anything on the market. There's also a video on the website that you can get a little bit more information about exactly how the watch works. It's so fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's, an, it's amazing the technology that's in this thing. And you could tell a little bit of that by the conversation that we had with him. He's a super cerebral guy, but such an interesting product. And he was nice enough to provide our listeners a promo code. He was also kind enough to send us a watch. We should be receiving that soon. And for that, we purchased a watch from him. And we're going to be giving that to one of our patrons.
0: Yes. So we will be drawing a winner of a Time to Squirt watch of our Patreon listeners uh, at the end of this week. Yes. So um, Friday, probably Friday of this week. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that if you're already a Patreon member. Yet another reason to join our Patreon community if you haven't already. Once again, you can do that at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. So yeah, I'm really excited to give one away because I think it's so cool.
1: Yeah, and again, super great guy, great cause. He's really been trying for a long time to get this thing, I dare to say mainstream. And uh, we just look forward to, to helping him out. I mean, it's just, he's again, super guy, super product, uh, who got someone who really cares and is, is moving. Moving,
0: passionate
1: moving the needle forward in uh, the sexuality space doing something positive it's, it's great
0: you guys obviously couldn't see it because it was we were the only ones that saw it on skype but when right. he talks about his product his entire face lights up oh yeah
1: he's super animated drinking a uh, he's in Texas drinking a margarita out of a mason jar <laughs> and which I absolutely celebrate and love and he's just such a fun animated guy when he gets to talking about the process that he went through to develop it and then he starts getting into the intricacies of the product itself And how it works, yeah, he lights up like a kid. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do.
0: So hope you guys enjoyed that. If you're not already following us on social media, you absolutely should be. We are on Twitter and Instagram at FPSwingers. If you are not already following us, subscribe to us on the different platforms wherever you're listening to this right now. Please consider doing so. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you maybe should also leave us a review. If you love the show, we'd love you for it. Yeah,
1: that would be great. We would very much appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And what else do we have this week?
1: I think that's it. We've got a great week coming up. Again, we've been down for a few days. Uh, getting our legs back under us.
0: Long few days. (laughs) Should be a
1: sexy week coming up. We have a lot of fun stuff planned. Uh, So for the next couple of weeks, uh, it's going to be interesting.
0: Hell yeah. Stay tuned for the slutty fun. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. If you're anything like us, when we first started swinging, we really had no idea where to begin, and it can be really intimidating, and we have a great recommendation for you, which is to join Cassidy.com. Cassidy is a huge online platform that includes so many sexy swingers in your area, plus lots of local events to keep you up to date on all things lifestyle, and if you join Cassidy, you can find our community, Front Porch Swingers, and keep up with everything we are doing as well, so make sure you check out Cassidy.com today. today.